Welcome to the Artist Work Ethic Podcast. I'm Mike Pilak. I'm an actor, screenwriter, and filmmaker who's always looking to maximize my time and potential as I work to break in. In this podcast, I talk to artists of all kinds who have seen success in their fields about their process, habits, and work ethic. Today on the show is Ryan Andes. Ryan is a New York-based voice actor, singer, film, and stage actor. Ryan booked his first Broadway show, Big Fish, in 2013. And after that, he began booking guest star roles in TV, including Person of Interest, Elementary, The Path, and You. Ryan has voice actor credits in cartoons, anime, video games, and commercials, including Yu-Gi-Oh!, Pokemon, Grimlock, Shockwave, and the new Transformers Cyberverse. A couple quick things before we jump into the episode. I've talked in the past about myself working on breaking into screenwriting. Please check out blackoilfilms.com screenwriting. There you can check out some of the screenplays I've written. I have the first 10 pages of each one uploaded, but feel free to email me at theartistsworkethicpodcast at gmail.com, and I'd be happy to send you a full script if you're interested in reading. Last thing before we get into the episode... I would love anyone listening to subscribe, rate, and review the Artist's Work Ethic podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. It really helps us put the show out there for more people to listen to. All right, Ryan, thank you for coming on with me today. Thanks for having me, Mike. So when you were first beginning to work on a professional level, what would you say the moment was that you started to see it all coming together? You know, I spent years years in the pursuit of not being a bartender. <laughs> I had the, I had the hard, there was, it was a hard thing for me to be a full-time bartender. And, you know, most people who bartend in New York city are always doing something else. But, you know, when people would ask me like, well, what do you do? It was difficult for me to answer that question with, well, I'm an actor because it didn't feel like I was making my living doing it that way. Yeah. And that was back when I was doing a lot of indie theater and stuff. Um, so for like about eight years, I did the indie theater grind and, you know, did all the networking stuff. I went to one-on-one, I got involved with the network, uh, actors, green room, all of them. I was doing seminars and whatnot and slowly, slowly building up my resume. And it was, I was working at a wine bar in the West village a place called Zampa. Great job, by the way, I was, you know, I had like the, the money shifts and, you know, I'd worked my way up, but it was while I was there that I got a call from my agent at the time it was, uh, Barry Colker for a Broadway show audition that was actually in the workshop stages. It was for Big Fish and I I booked it. I like I went into the audition. I it was like one of those where you like you, you just know. I yeah. walked out of the room and I was like, "Oh, I like I got that one." And sure enough, 3 days later I got the call from Susan Stroman and she was stoked to have me aboard. So to answer your question, it was that actually ended up being kind of the defining moment for me. Okay. Once I booked Big Fish and once we, I did Big Fish, I realized that that bartending was no longer like an option for me. I, I wanted to take the leap out off of the bartending cliff and pray that uh, an updraft of artistic endeavors would keep me afloat, you know? For sure. So going back earlier on in, in your life, do you think the work ethic that you put into place to – 
you know, be, be wait or, or bartending and auditioning and just keeping that grind up. Was that something that was instilled in you and how you were raised or hmm. some external factor? Man, I think, I think that was something that I learned from, from other places. I think particularly from my dad and from my grandfather. Grandpa was, uh, he was an actor himself. He, you know, built a great career for himself in Hollywood and in voiceover. So he, I kind of always had his voice uh, in the back of my head. But my father uh, made his living as a guitar player, a painter, an artist, kind of doing the hustle his whole life. And what he, I think, taught me was sort of the demystification of things, as in I could see through his eyes how to do a thing and do it well. It becomes and, and attainable. Yes, right, exactly. And so when I got to New York, you know, it, I sort of had a priority level set, of course, you know, get a decent job working in, bar, in bars and restaurants, get into a theater company and, and start, you know, building a community. And then I found, uh, this was actually very early in their uh, career, a woman named Jody Bentley at the time who started a company called The Savvy Actor. And their whole thing was teaching actors the, the, the business side of things. And that really spoke to me. And that's kind of how I activated my productivity mind in a way, you know. I guess a, a recurring theme on this podcast has been that people who have found success, whether in music, street art, directing, mm -hmm. acting, voice, etc., they find ways to do things that set themselves apart from their peers. Mm -hmm. What's what's what sort of thing would you say that maybe you did as you were breaking in or even today? What what's yeah. that like value add that you bring that the dude next door to you might bring? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so I because of my dad, I learned a lot about crafts, about crafting, about about working with my hands and it stuck with me. It's something I, I learned um, when I was in high school that I was good at, at sculpture and uh, jewelry making. And so that kind of became my side gig that I was kind of just always doing as a hobby on and off until I got to New York. And I, I ended up meeting some really brilliant street artists and street jewelers like down in Soho, a guy named Pete Hopkins actually was like my main influence. He kind of showed me like how to do it, how to run us like a little side hustle. Yeah. And so I, uh, I kind of got like, I dove back into it and I started making, I started making jewelry and then I started making hardware for fashion uh, guys. Cause I was working in the fashion industry for a little while. And then I got into leather work and that became like its own thing. So eventually I ended up starting my own business while I was r running my acting career. Uh, and I launched my little business called Finally Rot back in 2017. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. In thinking about goal setting, uh, like long-term, short-term goals, I'm a big list person. I have everything, you know, I have like a list for my day, Dude, you know, same. I, absolutely because nothing feels list. better than crossing it off. Right. Love a list. Oh man. That is yes. All right. Yes. So I was going to say how, what's your kind of system for keeping yourself organized so that you're productive and, and hitting all the steps along the way bro i love i love this question i could talk about this stuff for hours man but it's and it's because we spend so much time figuring out how to run a day right mm -hmm. and that's been the the challenge of being kind of a, a self-employed uh work from home artist you don't have somebody holding you accountable you don't have a schedule that necessarily you have to be somewhere for so for yes for me yes it is i have a, like a, a morning routine uh that is very rigid i'm up Usually about 6.30, I'm out of bed by 7. I get the dog walked. 
make the coffee, clean up the kitchen a little bit. And then I'm sitting down at my desk computer, usually around 7.30 or 8. And that is the first thing I do is make my list. Um, so usually it's like, usually I usually bite off more than I can chew in a day. That's just always the case. I never finish my list. Yeah. Uh, and whatever doesn't get finished gets, you know, rolled over to the just next a, yeah, day. Just a carryover. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then I got into the habit of plugging those things into my daily calendar. So list is made first and then I'll just plug where those things are going to fit into my day. And then, you know, off I go. Usually right from there, I have to jump into my booth to do auditions in the morning for voiceover. I get my workout done and then I'm off to whatever that is next on the list. I've always said also thinking about, you know, your day and all the things that you find you have to do in there and that it doesn't always all get done. Mm -hmm. You know, I always say that, that having a good work ethic doesn't mean just sleeping four hours a night and just yeah. having, having no, you know, time no, for yourself. I mean, not. how do you feel like you stay balanced if you feel exhaustion or, or burnout starting to creep in dude this is actually another big thing that I, I i've been an advocate of and for during the last few years and that's personal caretaking man i when i was running finally rot in the midst of that i was also doing a voiceover career i was auditioning for musical theater i mean i was i was burning the wick at both ends with a blowtorch dude <laughs> i mean i was doing it wrong and you know, weirdly had this moment right at the beginning of 2020, I, I booked a, a musical that was going to take me out of town. So I had to put my small business on hold and, and then the pandemic hit and everything got shut down. And honestly, man, it really gave me this moment to, to reassess how my, how I was taking care of myself and realize that I was not doing it right at all. And so, you know, I, I've kind of restructured things. You know, I was, stress is such a detriment it's it sucks away so much life it takes it takes away your your sleep it takes away your ability to eat well perform well i mean all of that is just your your drive in general totally it, yeah it right it's it sucks away just your life force and that's what you need to thrive as an artist for me it kind of get i got back to you know really finding ways to be, be better about my my caretaking. And that involved, you know, at least a half an hour of fitness a day. It involved going to bed earlier, which I, you know, I was like a dedicated night owl. Now I'm like yeah. 10 o'clock rolls around and I am ready to go, bro. You know, sleep became a big, a big important part of that. I was, you know, I was like losing my hair and it's, and when this, when I started getting my caretaking back, all of like my physiology responded in such a positive way. Yeah. I feel younger. I feel more active and more ready to take things on now than I did before. Sure. Yeah. How, how important would you say that uh, persistence and perseverance are to a successful work ethic, specifically in the arts where I, in my experience, it's just been, unless you're one of the, the very lucky, very few, mm. it's so much of this is just driving forward. Even when you feel like, I'm over this. I just want to quit what I'm doing. Oh, man. You know, I, I think there is a very, there's an, a very important part of being an artist that, that involves knowing when to step back. Yes. Persistence matters. And, and I think it also especially matters when you like get on a hot streak and if you're booking, 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 yes, you know, pushing forward and, and keeping that drive going is important because that's going to get you 
better jobs and it's going to get you in, the, in front of the right people. But if you start finding yourself slogging through it and, and, and not enjoying it, there is incredible value, I believe, in, in like giving yourself a break and yeah. let it, and really letting yourself, you know, breathe for a minute before you come back to it with a, with a, like a fresh pair of eyes and a, a, a more motivated start, you know? I mean, it definitely, I, I was talking with someone recently and on, on in an interview in the last couple of weeks about that, where it was not letting your pursuit define your entire mm-hmm. self. Yeah. Yes. You know? Yeah. And look, I, you know, voiceover is, uh, some might say a pursuit in futility in some ways, right? I spend so many hours a week in this booth pumping out auditions in, you know, and I'm, listen, I'm grateful for every audition I get. My agents are awesome. They send me out for a lot of great stuff, but man, you know, I'm not booking the same numbers that I was pre pandemic. I was really great at showing up at in the room and getting direction and adjusting my reads and booking work more, I'd say frequently that way than I am now. So there is a certain level of perseverance that I think is required to bust through, you know, the slog of voiceover auditions or auditioning in general. But, you know, with this particular work there, it's, it's a numbers game, bro. And you really, you got to just kind of put your head down, send work off into the void and hope, hope something sticks. Most of the time you never hear anything back, you know? What would you say is the top thing in your work ethic that's contributed to the success that you've had to this point? Being organized, I think, is a big part of it. Being on time, truly, this business likes it when you're when you're not only on time but early. Yeah, <laughs> and I I struggled with that in the past, so it's something that has been pushed to the the forefront in a way. I also believe like being a good communicator, being someone who is easy to work with. Most of the work that I've had in the last few years has come from repeat clients. And I think that, uh, that, that shows that I have a level of, of work ethic that people respond to that, that when I'm in a room or when I'm on a call with a client, they understand that I'm producing really high quality work and that what that makes them want to come back for more. Awesome. Anything that you want to plug or talk about before we go? I don't know if you want to talk about your business if you're still if it's still yeah. a thing that's ongoing. I mean, I, I do I do keep finally route going on a very minimal basis at the moment. We are in the middle of a move, uh, and the part of the move for me is getting finally rot kind of back up and running once we are settled. So yeah, www.finally-rotwroughth is the is the website you can pop over or just check out the Instagram. Um, but I'm actually, as an actor, I'm, I'm about to do a big rebrand. Uh, I've been working with a, uh, this wonderful guy, a life slash career coach uh, named Dan Cohen, who uh, has helped me kind of recraft my branding statement. And I'm about to relaunch a website. Uh, and that's, you know, just www.ryanandes.com. That I'm hoping is going to be uh, a big step for towards booking higher quality work. Awesome. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for coming on with me. Mike, it's a pleasure, man. Really nice talking to you. Thank you so much for listening today. Please subscribe to the Artist Work Ethic podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts and please rate and review the show. Follow us on Instagram at The Artist's Work Ethic and check out theartistsworkethic.com.